there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stay in your lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Welcome to the Mind Your Own podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And this is a special episode. It's the first episode of a new month. And I had kind of kicked this idea around in like very last minute told Sasha as in like a couple weeks ago, I was like, have this idea. Uh, As most things with the Mind Your Own podcast, we're flying by the seat of our pants. And I said we should have a guest on the show for the first episode of each month, because some of you have asked, could we, could we get a guest? And I mean, aside from being slightly offended that you just don't want to hear Sasha and I talk all the time, (laughs) just ourselves. I agree. It's good to have outside perspective. So we are making that happen. And I'm excited. Thank you, Sasha, for always going along with my ideas. (laughs) Absolutely. And we are not by ourselves. We are joined by Drake Keeler, who I am so excited to have on the podcast. He is a student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. He is with the Daily Nebraskan. Drake, hello. I want you to give me, I want you to tell me about yourself. But first, how are you? <laughs> Doing good. Hi. Um, I am, of course, a junior at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm a journalism major with a minor in African-American studies. Um, currently at the Daily Nebraskan, I'm the senior sports editor. And I am also the um, uh, Diversity Inclusion Board internal chair. Um, I started the board last fall. So that is what I'm doing. Um, I was born in Omaha, uh, grew up in Colorado, though, and now I'm back here. No, that's awesome. Where in Colorado are you? Like, did you grow up? Uh, Parker, Colorado. It's south of Denver. Less than nice. an hour, or less. Nice. And so, what brought you back to Nebraska? I guess you know, I being born in being born in Nebraska gives you some ties. But what brought you back to the University of Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, my whole family. Um, well, my my sister went to Nebraska a few years ago. My parents went to Nebraska. I still have family in Nebraska. So like I've always been around here, even though I haven't lived here since I was, I can't even remember um, what it was like, but you know, I've always been out here and I visited and I felt like coming back. I, you know, I am so glad that you are in Nebraska for full transparency. Uh, And I, I say that because for anyone who isn't familiar with with Drake and his work, I really recommend you can find him on Twitter at Drake Keeler. Obviously, you can read all of his work in the Daily Nebraskan as well, but he is a good follow on Twitter. So that is at Drake Keeler. And, you know, this this sort of lends itself to why we wanted to have you on the podcast, because I think what you're doing at Nebraska is so important, so, so cool, and definitely something that is needed you know, you mentioned that you are your chair, the chair of the diversity inclusion board for the DN, but 
it feels like I'm just like jumping right into this, but I am really curious. How can you just walk us through how this came to be? I read your story that you started with the project that you've been working on, that this wasn't something that you did because you had to, you wanted to, but you did note there isn't a lot of diversity with the DN right now. So walk us through how this began, how you, how you fell into the role. Yeah. So, um, first I'll say, yeah, I, at the time, well, first I'll say I'm the only black senior staff member at the daily Nebraska right now. Um, when we were planning for our fall magazine, we had been picking out a topic and we were probably going to do it online anyways, just because of pandemic stuff and not wanting to have like a physical magazine for just people picking up on the stands or around campus or whatever. Um, so the topic we decided on was Black Lives Matter. And then Grace and Haley, um, editor-in-chief and managing editor of the Daily Nebraska, and they, they came to me and were like, hey, you know, we think you would be great to lead this project. And I, and then, you know, it's important to have a black person part of the leadership for the project. So we started on that, um, started with like stories and all that. But one thing we really wanted was like to emphasize that this isn't just like one special project and then we're done with it, right? Telling black stories. You know, we want to create like, this is supposed to set in motion something that'll last a long time, right? A, um, precedent for it and you know what Grace had told me is like how how do we want to make sure this lasts long past our times at the DN and creating a diversity inclusion board was something I like had in the back of my mind for a little while but like then it just like clicked I was like yes I want to create this board right because um, students come and go every four years and it's responsibly all of us to care about diversity and inclusion, not just the board. But I think creating it would just put a structure in place that helps us stay consistent and make sure everyone is consistently working towards long-term long change in diversity and inclusion year after year. So that's kind of how I came, that came about. Um, hired members for the board um, that winter and so, and. We had our first meeting like last month. We're going to have another one soon. And yeah. I, I mean, to use your words really quick. Sorry, Sasha. I just have to say, I really liked when I was reading your story that, or not your story, your editorial piece that you said that you'd like to reiterate, this is not a semester thing. This is a, this is the start of a structural effort to make a long-term change for the better in the media landscape. And I really like that you said that because I think sometimes it's really easy to get hung up in the like, what can we do right now and not what can we do for the long term? So I really appreciated that. Now, Sasha, I totally just cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I did. <laughs> I was curious too, because I read through the, the first set of stories that came out. I wanted to know like more detail on how um, the Minority Student Athlete Collective came to be, how um, the diversity, I know you kind of just went over that, but the diversity inclusion board and how that all came together um, so that you could be able to work on these stories. Yeah, I think a lot happened last year. Um, and it's, it's to put it lightly. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very wild to look back on, you know, uh, last summer impacted me in a lot of ways and there's only so much, you know, you can really do as a journalist um, but I wanted to use my voice um, 
And to me, that means, you know, putting passion in and telling black stories. And so when I got back on campus in the fall, one of the first things I covered was, well, hold on. Uh, when we talk about the Minority Student Athlete Collective, they first came out in like August or se August, September, definitely August. Um, they had put out a list of requests to the athletic department, which I kind of noticed didn't get like a whole lot of attention or it did in the moment Then it was kind of just people moved on, right? And that's the first time I saw the use of Minority Student Athlete Collective. And then that fall, um, that was in September, October, they held a rally outside Memorial Stadium. It had gotten pushed back a few times because of weather and things like that. Um, so I went to recover. I went to cover that, and that was a really great experience for me. That was something I was really looking forward to, and you know, something that wasn't like necessarily directly led to the creation of the board and the project, but like definitely is a part of the story. Was you know when I was covering that event, I noticed that there was like very little other media there which like really bothered me because you know there was a lot going on with sports in the big 10 bring football back but you know something i thought was like really important you know was this diversity stuff everyone else had expressed how important this stuff is and then this rally comes this like actual thing comes right in our area and it's barely covered and all and i did like a whole twitter thread about that and yeah I, you know, speaking of that Twitter thread, and I think that this was something that like, I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. I'm glad that you tweeted what you did. And I, you know, when you talk about 2020, something that like speaking just for myself personally, that starting with our yearbook, when we spoke very openly with Josh Mitchell about, you know, Hey, you know, George Floyd was just killed and you're celebrating the life of this, this black athlete on your cover, but you're very like, it just feels like you're ignoring everything else happening. And like, we like just, we had been planning the yearbook announcement for almost six weeks at that point. So it was more just like, that's when the announcement was coming, but I am glad that he called attention to it and said, Hey, this is something that I'm experiencing. I'm seeing. And it's not in my opinion, cool that like, you're not seeing it too. And I do, I do find myself now because of you too, like when, but it's, it's so hard because it shouldn't be your responsibility to teach right. me. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be on you to have to like say, hold up, Aaron, you're not paying attention to this, but I will say between like what, happened with Josh Mitchell or, or when I saw your tweets, the one thing I, I do feel like it has done for me, at least personally, is it does make me take a step back and ask myself, am I missing something in a story? Am I not seeing something? Am I saying like, oh, I, you know, something that might be important to me because like as a woman, I, I'm really vocal about uh, women in sports. So where am I missing that elsewhere? But it is it is something where I know I, I read that you you were like kind of didn't know if you should tweet that. Yeah. So I want to ask you about that, because something that really stood stuck with me and has since I read it for the first time, by the way, is you saying like, maybe I missed it. Maybe I didn't maybe it wasn't what I thought it was. So like I was excited for this event and I show up and no one else is there. So like, did I miss the newsworthiness of it? And that. 
I tell you like that, like it even like pains me now that you felt that way. So I guess walk me through that and why you thought for that moment, this isn't something and how you started to work yourself back toward, no, 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 this is something that needs attention and needs to be covered because I feel like, especially for a student that had to be a very like kind of confusing thing to work through. Yeah. Um, just like, first off, I'm generally like a very shy person. I'm not someone that can always just like be talking and even on Twitter, you know, like tweeting something, I'm like, uh, should I even say this? You know, I'm not generally a vocal person. So that was part of it. I was just really nervous. Um, and the second part was like, when no one else is saying something, you're like, am I the only one that's seeing this? Right. Is, is it only driving me crazy? And I asked my friends, I asked my roommates, and I'm like, yeah, that's a problem, you know? you should say something and then I did but it's almost like it's almost like you're gaslighting yourself and you're like am I am I seeing this right he's like no am I crazy you know but then I was like all right you know you take a second you're like yes I, I should talk about this and it is an issue there's no way that and like it almost makes you more upset because you're like I just don't understand it all as I as I saw it um or just as I said it, I said as a student to work through, but excuse me for not being very clear here. Like, it's not just as like, for the record, student, student journalists are incredible. Like people don't recognize what student journalists do around this country as far as moving uh, journalism and media forward, because it, it is, it is a very like, it is an old white boys club let's just be very very honest about that and it it student journalists everywhere moving it forward but i want to apologize because i i just said it is like you were working through that just as a student but no you're also working through that as a as a black man who's now having to basically determine like you said am i am i gaslighting myself am i being gaslit like what am i like missing here and it pains me that you felt that way so first and foremost i apologize for not more clearly stating that but I mean, when you did get that story out, you were one of the only to have a story about that. What was that experience like afterward? Um, yeah, I mean, I was really happy I was able to tell the story. Um, you know, I was upset that others didn't, but I'd rather have me tell it and have it out there. So that was one thing. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's it. It was a good story. We 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 used uh, actually full transparency. Hale Varsity was again credit to the Daily Nebraskan and you know student journalism journalists like Drake because we were able to use a photo that you had of Dewan Baker for a Q and A. And it's like if that photo hadn't existed, you know, thankfully you were kind enough to work with us to allow us to use it, but. I mean, even then it's like, yeah, we, we could have had a photographer there. So it's such a hard, it's such a hard thing in hindsight, but it's the, it's the thing where I think about that day. And if someone were to say, why wasn't someone there? I could have given you a number of uh, reasons that feel a lot like excuses. Uh, A lot of it was, we didn't have we didn't have people in town. Some people were, uh, you know, we're a smaller staff. So some people were not in town. Some people were covering something else that evening. 
And there was some confusion about like what the date or when the date was, but it doesn't really matter to me in hindsight. All of it just kind of feels like a lot of excuses, but hopefully the next time that happens, we're more aware and better about it. And like I said, get somebody there to take the photo. Although that photo was fantastic. So I'm, I did. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to touch on too, because like the initial write-up that I wrote goes into that story, but then leads people to some of the, the stories that have started to be compiled. How important is it not only to you, but to the community at large to have the opportunity to be able to tell the stories and cover the history of people of color in not only Lincoln, but in Nebraska and how important it is for history going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. That's a big part of it um, is that another reason it was so important for me to cover this and it was so like worrisome that no one else did was like, these things can easily get lost if we aren't paying attention to them. And that's what we like, so much of what we saw when we did these stories on black history is that so much of the story is incomplete because people didn't care and people weren't willing to tell the stories. So that's why it's really important to me to see like, we have this, you know, this is recorded, this was important because it wasn't always viewed that way. And it's important to try and dig up the stories that haven't been fully told and piece those together and just provide a more complete picture. In the first block of stories that you released, there's five of them. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit, you don't have to tell us like a, a lot about each of them, but would you be willing to share a little bit about each of those? Cause I, I, I have, I have them pulled up. Um, yeah. But I would just love to hear from your perspective, what led to each of those five being selected for this particular grouping that have been released. Yeah, I mean, we tried a bit more than that, and then some didn't work out, but um, one of them was just a basic timeline of the Black Lives Matter movement, just more informational, just so people can get a bigger picture of how these things have happened in Nebraska. Um, one that I did was on the impact of Black fraternities to Nebraska football, and just the legacy that exists there, because there's been a lot of black football players who have been in black fraternities and that's helped them express themselves and things like that. And it's an important part of like Nebraska football history that isn't always talked about. Because um, you see them on the field do it actually. Yeah. yeah. And one of my coworkers did a piece on when there was for 39 years, there was no black athletes here between Clinton Ross and Charles Bryant, um, no black athletes that led her in football because of a band that existed in the conference at the time. And the story of, you know, how Nebraska fell into that and kind of just let it happen had not previously been told before. And it was like, okay, this thing exists, but we're just gonna ignore it. Um, and there's so much like missing history there. Like there's just about 30 years of not even a mention of it. Um, and then we also did a story on black businesses, just, the history of, well, the historical challenges of owning a black business in Lincoln and what has come with that, the troubles that have come with that, you know, the good things that have come with that. Um, we did a story on, and we did a story on black musicians and the same type of thing, you know, trying to make a way for yourself in Lincoln, the musical culture in Lincoln and the challenges historically that that has brought. 
And I should say for anyone who's listening, if you're wondering how you can read these, we'll link them in like at hailvarsity.com. They'll be linked in the show notes for this show because they're really, really great. Drake, you, you all have done a fantastic job on telling these stories. I really, and I'm not just saying this because it was you, but I really, really did enjoy the story on, um, the divine nine and talking about, um, just the, like, it's something that I think if you weren't paying attention or maybe people just don't realize what it is, but sometimes people see, um, Darian Daniels when he would be on the sideline and they think he's dancing, but he's actually stepping. And if you're somebody who isn't aware of what that is, this, your story was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. The illustrations were great too. Who did the gif of that? Uh, yeah, that was uh, Andre- Andrea, um, our art director, and that was that was really cool. I need I need somebody to teach me how to be so creative because yeah. <laughs> it was really great. But the story, we'll we'll make sure that we link everything because, like, there is it's a really really great series, and if people aren't spending time with it they really should be do you have a plan for like how often you hope to release stories or is it kind of just like you said as they maybe get completed yeah so it's actually separated in like three parts the first part was uh newsroom diversity that was in october it was the announcement of it the announcement well in that editorial the announcement of the board and then we had our newsroom diversity survey and then the second one was all on black history in lincoln and the third one we're in the process of working on and we have, we're planning on putting out like this month or so is on the current black experience in Lincoln. So that is what we're doing. That, is this daily, is the diversity report new or is that something that the daily Nebraskan had done um, regularly prior till now? Yeah, that was our first, that was uh, the first one we've ever done um, this fall. Nice. It, it was, it's fascinating to read through it. Yeah. Um, I, that, that was something where I was like, I mean, just the transparency of it, you'd think that should have been there, but that's why I was like wondering, like, is this something that had existed in like, in my case, like I just wasn't paying attention and just didn't notice it. Uh, But I think, like you said, the transparency, which was a part of that editorial, which I found the link for it in is, is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, in doing this, we have to be transparent in what we're doing ourselves. We can't just say, you know, we care about this. We want to tell these stories, but we have to put that work in ourselves and make sure our newsroom is diverse so we can tell these stories fairly and accurately and provide chances for more journalists that look like me and everyone else. I keep looking at you, Sasha, because I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the one thing, Drake, I will tell you in the world of COVID uh, podcasting is you learn to like, like in person you have like cues and things and Mm -hmm. like zoom, there's just nothing. Like, it's just like the wild, wild west of like, who's talking. Is it you? Is it me? Is it (laughs) raise your hands? (laughs) Some people like discovered the like raise your hand function on like teams and have been like really into that. I have not been doing that. So I just am always awkwardly like, no, no, you you go, you go. It's your turn. <laughs> I'm really, I really am look, looking forward to reading more of these stories. It's so well put together and so informative. And I think, like you said, it's it's just super important to go over that history and make a clear, 
you know, timeline for it because I don't think before this really that there, there has been as much as an effort as maybe there should have been to be able to tell these stories and, and the history of, of some of the things that we may not understand, which mm-hmm. this helps give us a little more understanding on some of that history. Absolutely. Thank you. I and, appreciate that. I mean, I, I have to say, Drake, good on you for, and I think like, so we've talked, and this is why I'm so glad that we have you as a guest on this episode, because we've talked a lot about the things that we're talking about today, but I feel like it's not always like, it is our place to help educate and our place to take that, take some of that, um, that emotional labor on of like actually helping. Cause it's like, you can't do everything, but I, I have to give you a lot of credit because if you, the way that you explain like how you felt when you were tweeting what you did, I, I never, like, I honestly felt like you were far too gracious almost in how you yeah. responded because you were, you sounded just like, I mean, you are an absolute pro. You're just a pro at, like, and I just, I mean, good. F- I commend you so much for like, go like working through this but like I just I'm, I guess I'm stumbling over this myself because like I just I appreciate really sincerely the fact that like you you were willing to say something because as a member of the media as a member of somebody who's been doing this for 10 years like you're right we are not diverse enough we are not we are not accurately representing those that we cover and there should have been somebody from every single outlet at that event and there should be things that are covered all the time that aren't and some of that is limitation of an of you know i get it newsrooms are getting cut at an alarming rate but that doesn't excuse like i said a lot of what i feel now is like am i making excuses or is it something that like legitimately like I said, is it, am I just making excuses not to cover it? Right. So when you think about someday when you're, when you graduate, what, what would you like to do? Like, what is the future for Drake look like? Oh yeah. Um, that's a, that's a tough question. It's a big (laughs) one, but, um, I think in the near future, um, I want to keep, you know, fighting for diversity inclusion at the daily Nebraskan, uh, doing this work. And then just in my career, I want to, continue telling these stories that matter, um, continue to tell the stories of people that look like me, athletes that look like me, and, you know, everyone, even people that don't look like me, you know, just tell, tell the stories that aren't being told quite enough, and make sure that they're told, um, and that these people have their voices heard, that deserve to be heard. And give out Drake's takes. I really appreciate that you call them Drake's takes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, you like cross out the Drake. That's a a big thing. Um, Well, not a big thing, but a a running joke. Um, My roommate started really. So. I I mean, if you're going to have a name that works that well with it, just, you got to just roll with it. I, I feel like I'll feel like I'll cave eventually. (laughs) I appreciate though, that you cross it out every single time, just like to make it very clear that like, you're not a hundred percent on board with this, but you're at least like going with it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I just you know I so how you've been with the Daily Nebraskan since 2018. 
right? Correct. Sorry. Yeah. No, you, you don't apologize. I'm just making sure I have my information <laughs> right. When you look over these last, like, gosh, what is it? Like now it's two and a half. You're going to be into your third year. What has this experience been like for you? Like, are you, do you, you still want to be in journalism, right? Like we haven't completely like scared, like you haven't been scared off from it because I, I want people to stick in journalism. Like I always say this, I'm like, please stop leaving. I feel like students always leave before they graduate. It's like journalism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to stay in journalism. It's, it's been a really interesting journey because, um, I barely applied for the DN. I was very nervous to apply for the DN. Oh, really? Um, just like to put myself out there, it's so hard sometimes. And I was like really shy, like really, really shy my freshman year. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to apply for assistant sports editor for my sophomore year. And then they talked to me and I wanted to do that. So um, I've been really lucky and blessed to be in the positions that I've been put in. Um, and then, you know, I've just kind of taken it from there. Uh, done the best I can and I'm I'm really I'm really happy with how I've grown over the years and how I've been able to use my voice and like I said people really need to follow you on Twitter so it's at Drake Keeler he he's not like when we talk about like we're not here to just stick to sports on this podcast like he certainly doesn't just stick to sports so like you know what you're signing up for right now but you you always have really good like um, in the moment reactions to things that are happening. I usually like see you tweet something. I'm like, dang, that was good. So that is what you're, you're getting from Drake is he's beating me to the punch on all the jokes. I wish I was like, I, I wish I had. So I really recommend your Twitter. account. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. So what has, what has life been like for you in pandemic? Like, as a student, I, I just need to know, um, are you looking forward to the day where like it's post pandemic world and like life can kind of go back to normal or has it felt normal? I, I, I'm just curious, like what college has been like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels like we've been in this for so long. Like I, I barely remember what it's like not to be in a pandemic now, but, um, it, it took some time to adjust, of course. Um, Zoom classes are something else. Um, I do look forward to, you know, going back in person. Sometimes I don't like just going to class on campus and all that, but like, I do enjoy interacting with people um, and, you know, actually always paying attention in class. You know, sometimes it can be a little tempting to just leave the Zoom on and do other things, but um, it's, I don't know. It's been generally good. I feel like I've been doing a good job um, it can be overwhelming just balancing everything, of course, but it's generally been good. I'm not asking you to call yourself out by any means, but I have seen some TikToks where uh, students have said like they basically open their classes and like treat them like podcasts. So they're like in the background, like cleaning or doing other things and they're yeah. just listening to their class. I'm like, that's actually like if you're somebody who can multi like tasks, like if you can do multiple things, like that's kind of genius right unless you can't multitask and then it's a terrible idea yeah so like don't call yourself out I don't want your professors to like be listening to this and be like wait Drake's not listening they, they know I am <laughs> so Drake is actually this is pretty cool so we asked him to be on our show and then I found out like two days later that 
Derek asked him to also be on the varsity club podcast in the exact same week. We did not plan this. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't, you would think working together, we would communicate more effectively, but we didn't. Um, so he, he was like, Hey, I heard that Drake's going to be on your podcast. So it's good because if you have listened to this podcast and you're like, Drake seems really cool, which you should feel that way. I want to hear more from him. The varsity club podcast this week, which drops on Fridays will feature none other than Mr. Drake Keeler himself. And I have a preview of what Derek is going to talk with him about, and it's going to be different than what he has talked about today. So it's something that you should definitely bookmark and get ready to listen to on Friday. If you want to hear more from Drake, which if your answer is anything, but yes, I do, then I don't know what you're doing. I just don't. It'll be a good episode. This is a good episode. Should have like, we should figure out a way to have Drake on like, more frequently (laughs) yeah well and i i always say like drake like i i the thing with this podcast is like i stumble over my thoughts all the time because we we do enough to prepare where we're like we want to like have a we want to know what we're talking about but like at the same time i think like i'm almost like hearing myself sometimes for the first time as i'm working through my thoughts on something or as i'm working through so i appreciate you bearing with me and everyone listening as I, as I work through things, because I do want to say going back to that event really quick from last fall. Um, I, I am so appreciative of you and I want to be clear why, because I don't think people really understand that it's easy in journalism to fall into habits. It's really easy to show up and check a box. It's really easy to say today I have to do X, Y, Z. My beat is to do this. My job is to do this. And I'm just going to do those things. And it shouldn't have to be sometimes so blatantly pointed out to people, but it is a sign of our privilege when I'm able to look at something and go, well, today my job is X, Y, Z. And I, I think about like, well, should I also be thinking about this or should I also be doing this? And I am glad that you said what you did. And I am glad that you, you draw, you drew attention to it on Twitter. And I hope that, I hope that you keep, I hope that you keep speaking up, but I understand when you say like you, you're shy because I, I don't like to rock the boat. So I find myself often um, not saying things, mostly out of like self-preservation. But it's so hard because that doesn't benefit you if I don't say something too. So thank you for saying something and thank you for speaking up. And hopefully we can continue to make this media more representative and not just allow this to be a project you take on, but a project that we all can take on because it diversity is what we cover. We cover athletes that are very, very diverse. There's no reason that we shouldn't be just as diverse as them. So I don't think I did a good job conveying that originally, but I, I really do. I really do appreciate. And I hope everyone listening appreciates that Drake speaking up is not a call out on anyone else. If you're uncomfortable by being called out, that is something that you need to sit with and reflect on. That is not something that he needs to make you feel better about. (laughs) Yeah, thank thank you. 
I will say to tie this to um, really quick before we let you all go, if you're wanting more, <laughs> um, if you're wanting another example of something that like, did either of you watch the Golden Globes, by the way? I did not. I didn't nope. Okay. So first and foremost, um, just to be clear, our Zoom production has been way better than their, for some reason, they really struggled with the live production. It was weird. Um, but they really significantly called out the Hollywood, Hollywood foreign press because they don't have a single black member of the Hollywood foreign press. And they have committed to um, they have committed to making that happen. So one year from now, when the, the Golden Globes roll around again, let's hold them accountable to that, because here's the thing. It's not going to be held accountable unless people speak up. So it was interesting watching people say, well, that's all Tina Fey and Amy Poehler seem to be talking about. They need to. Because you know who was hosting? Amy and Tina. If they're not speaking up about it, who is calling it to light? Who is calling action to this? So this is the same thing when it comes to media practices. We all have to be vocal about it. We have to show up. If we have the ability to hire, if you're in a position of power to hire, make sure you're not hiring this person that just looks like you. We have to We have to do more. And um, Drake... You, you may feel like as a junior in college, um, the world is so out there in front of you right now, but you are leading it right now. Like you are leading so much and thank you for doing that. I really do mean that. Thank you. I'm trying my best. (laughs) We can certainly all, we can all certainly listen and do our part and learn and, um, keep, keep sharing those amazing stories because they're so great. They're so great. I will. We're going to link those in our show notes, like I said. Um, and we'll also link to Drake. Please follow him. He's pretty phenomenal. Uh, Drake, any last words before we let you go? Um, I mean, not really. I'm, I'm thankful to be on here. Um, I'm going to keep doing the work, um, telling these stories. And I just encourage everyone to listen and, you know, push for diversity and all the same things. Yeah. Well. I will continue to push for you to also uh, have Drake stakes, but um, that's in addition to everything else. No, seriously, you, you are awesome. Thank you for everything. Um, But seriously, follow Drake, support Drake, support the DN student newspapers are seriously going to change the world. So um, that's our challenge for the week. Oh, Siri just decided to chime in. Uh, That's our challenge for the week. Read everything we share from the DN and support them. Follow Drake. That's a really good place to start. And we appreciate you being here. And we will talk to you next week. A Huda Media Production.